Okay, also, my sister-in-law told me something last night that I did not know that you can set up on your phone. Did you know that you can set up a button for, like, if you double tap the back of your phone, an action will happen? So I set mine up that if I double tap the back of my phone, it takes a screenshot. And it's, like, kind of, like, fun and amazing. What? Yeah. That's a game changer. Right? You can do it one-handed. It's the best. Uh. That's not an innuendo. <laughs> oh wow, you know that that's something. That's something. <laughs> I'm McCoy. Hi guys, it's Emily. Hey Emily, it is great to be eight. (laughs) The Jazz have reached the age of accountability. Or at least the win streak of accountability. (laughs) That's right. Baptize us this instant. (laughs) Oh man, no, it really is great to be a Jazz fan right now. It's been a fun streak for the last couple weeks. Right. And it's, it's, it's kind of wild. I was just looking at Twitter today and all these power rankings are coming now and the jazz are in the top three and it's so surreal. It's great. <laughs> I just like, can't believe it. And I know, I think I saw the CBS one. They're like, they put them at number one. It's like, just based on how they've done the past week. And I'm just like, it's us. We are like, ah, that's our name. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the Bleacher Report uh, one come through, and the Jazz were at number two, and I was like, wait, what? Stop. Stop And that's like, I mean, I'm sure it's like based on current things that are happening too, but it's like overall NBA season rankings, like currently the Jazz are surging. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, it was just their their power rankings. So it was wow. It was Jazz at number two. I had to do a double take. I was like, no, Bleacher Report did not. Wow. And I assume the Lakers are number one. I think they were on Bleacher Report. Yes, it was Lakers or Clippers. Okay, gotcha. I'm just so proud of them. I'm so proud. They have been playing really well. But I still like think that there's still plenty of room to improve. Like Bogey could still, you know, be playing better than he normally does. I think Rudy could still be playing better offensively. Like that's I think what the most exciting thing for me is like they've looked really good and they're in this great rhythm, but it still feels like they aren't there's like this doesn't feel like their ceiling. I mean they're close, but I don't think it's their ceiling quite yet. And that's just like really exciting to me. Yes, same here. And you know, we, we can talk about this eight-game win streak. The last time we recorded and released an episode, they were just about to play in Detroit. Yep. And they they won, they won that game. Yes, and they did. Wrapping up that long uh, road trip. I guess they had one more game. They played the Cavs um, and then they wrapped up the trip. So, yep, the Washington game got canceled. I know. And like everyone was freaking out that week about like NBA needs to shut it down or needs to go back to a bubble environment. And I was like, so annoyed with that. And I don't know why I like, maybe just cause I was like, they planned for this and 
like I felt like some people were like sensationalizing it and like making it a huge deal and I'm just like we knew that games were going to get canceled yeah it's like making that COVID is making its way through a bunch of teams but like there's no need to freak out but I was like it's easy to say that when it's not not my team being affected and honestly it really helped I feel like it helped our team like to be able to come home a day early like a day early and then you got three days off before your next game at home like I just felt like that was like a really like we got really lucky (laughs) because you know a lot of other teams were hurting quite badly that week and some teams still are hurting I guess they canceled the Pelican Spurs game tonight I don't know I just was like I'm glad we're on the winning end of this uh cancellation yes I I selfishly was upset but it was because I've gotten used to watching back-to-back jazz games <laughs> yeah I get you it is kind of like I feel that way right now like they played Saturday and they don't play till tomorrow and I'm like um excuse me you're waiting you're expecting me to find something to do two nights in a row that yeah. are not jazz game like like that's rude <laughs> exactly so yeah no that's true but I feel like I don't know it's been so long but I feel like the Detroit and the Cavs games were both pretty solid wins, right? Yes. So Detroit, we beat 96 to 86. Cleveland was 117 to 87. Unfortunately, Kevin Love was not playing. <laughs> but that's just how it goes sometimes. We don't always get what we want. We don't always get what we want. <laughs> <laughs> After a little trip to Cleveland, we come home. The guys play Atlanta. Beat them pretty easily, one sixteen to ninety two, and then it's back on a plane and they head to Denver. Yeah, they. The one thing about that Hawks game is, didn't Trey Young only have like four points or something crazy like that? Yes, he did have a. Very That's like the main takeaway from that game for me was like, oh, we like actually like, and I don't know if he, I let's see, I went to Seattle that weekend to see my cute nephews, so I wasn't able to watch that game because I was on a plane. But like, and so this is me totally like just basing it off box score, which is a terrible thing to do. <laughs> but like, I, I I don't know how much of it was like he had an off night versus like we played good defense on him. But it definitely seemed like a good thing that we were able to shut down like a versatile guard. I felt good about that. So go Jazz. But yeah, so anyways, net to the Nuggets game. I feel like the Nuggets game has been the most stressful game we've had in the last probably two weeks since we recorded right and there's all that added emotion with it because of what happened in the playoffs so much emotion (laughs) i feel like i could you could feel that though with the guys i felt like particularly donovan like he just like really wanted that one and trey or not trey sorry and uh murray had a really good game and he's been struggling so he decided to show up against us. Shocker. Shocking. Uh, Except it was mostly just, well, I guess it was the first half and then the fourth quarter. Because he didn't score his, like, first, his first points in the second half didn't come until, like, very late in the fourth quarter. Right. So <clears throat> they finally figured out something on him. Or he just, I don't know. It's always a hard, like, did they figure something out or did he go cold? Like, I just don't know. But... But yeah, I was really happy to come out of a win in Denver. Come out with a win in Denver. Yes, me too. It was so fun. So like I said, I was in Seattle with my um, brother. And then I got my nephew 
a Donovan Mitchell jersey for Christmas, like I think a year ago, uh, like 2019 Christmas. And so we were watching the game and he was like, Emily, which guy out there is my jersey? And I was like, so you see that guy right there with the four or five? I was like, that's the one you have. And he was like, and then he whispered in my ear. He's like, can I go put mine on? And I was like, my heart swelled with so much pride. And I, but I tried to be chill because like, if you get too excited about something, then he is like, I don't want to do it because he just like wants to be a brat. So I was like, I think that would be a really fun idea. So we like went upstairs and we like put on his Donovan Mitchell jersey. And then like he wanted me to go down the stairs first so that he could like make a grand entrance. And so like I walked down and I was like, coming down at number 45, Teddy Wilson. And he like came in and he was so hyped. And like he started playing basketball while we were watching the game. And I was just like, oh. I can have a good influence on the children in my life, even if they're not my own children. <laughs> so that was another fun part of that game for me is it was like my nephew's finally starting to care a little bit. I love that. What a, <laughs> what a cool aunt you are. Thank you. I like to think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that kid is lucky. Oh, I love him so much. I'm obsessed. But yeah, so yeah, that was a that was a fun game. But yeah, definitely stressful down to the wire, but they made it happen. Exactly. And then they come straight back home and they have kind of the baseball style back to back with a day in between with New Orleans. Yep. And they end up winning those games, both of those games fairly easily. And then they beat Golden State on Saturday by 127 to 108 but they did lead by 40 I was kind of bummed that they did keep, didn't keep that lead garbage time cut that down to 19 but yeah. we'll take it no and it was like it was like a wire to wire beating it's like didn't they go up I think I saw the score was like 14 to 2 once this was one of the games I watched with friends so I was like half distracted and it was muted but like 14 to 2. Like, I don't know. It's just like we we kicked their ass, like, from wire to wire. And I freaking love that. I mean, I guess excluding garbage time. But that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't super competitive <laughs> until yeah. garbage time. But um, I was a little nervous for that game. I thought it was going to be a lot closer. But I'm very happy with the result. Same. I have been trying to be, like, cautiously optimistic but like not have any expectations of them the whole this like whole really the whole season but especially during this streak and so I was pleasantly surprised with how well they played against the Warriors and I like heard Joe Ingles had a pretty solid game I saw the clip of him uh crossing someone over (laughs) and I he hit a bunch of threes I think so good to see him kind of back in better form because I feel like he has been not quite as good as last year so far this season. So I think it's good to see Joe Ingles be back to the contributor that he once was, or at least approaching that level. So yeah, Joe just out there breaking ankles left and right, (laughs) but we skipped over something. So after the second Pelicans game, that was um, a national game on TNT and that created some drama in jazz nation um our persecution complex is alive and strong and (laughs) well you know in defense it 
it really wasn't just Jazz Nation That's losing true. it. A lot of the NBA, even NBA players, were tweeting about it. Like no. LeBron and Kevin Durant. And I mean, even people who hated the Jazz were like, I hate that this is making us rally around the jazz. <laughs> no. And I think that that's fair. I think it kind of remind me, and I said this to someone else, but like, we're kind of like the fan base that cried wolf. Like we're always being like, we're so disrespected. We're so disrespected. That's like, now we actually got disrespected. And <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, okay, this is what it actually feels like to be, <laughs> you know, but it, it was, it was pretty disrespectful and unprofessional of Shaq to, basically just try and get a rise and a reaction out of Donovan in that moment where he had just had this great game and they're on this great winning streak. And I don't know, just like, I would be really frustrated if I had just like kicked at my job and then someone was like, well, we think you're good, but you know, you're never going to be like really good here. (laughs) You know, like I, I felt for Donovan in that moment. You could tell he was pissed. Yeah, I mean, his facial expression and just what a, it was, I kind of had secondhand embarrassment, like. For Shaq? Yes. Yes, so much secondhand embarrassment. This is awkward, and I mean, Donovan's just like, I, and then it's like quiet, and then it's like, okay. Yeah, and then it's (laughs) like, he kind of defends himself a little bit, he's like, I've been hearing that since my rookie year, Shaq, like, I'm just gonna keep doing what I can do, and it's like, what else is he supposed to say in that moment? But it's just like, it was annoying to me that he was like, I wanted you to hear it. And I wanted to see what your reaction would be like, ugh, like just, it's so childish. It feels like, but right. And I got a little bugged during the halftime talk and I, I can get some of the things they were saying. I think what made me most upset is when Charles was like, he has no other impact on the game besides scoring. Yeah. And I just don't think that's true. And I think when you look at other NBA championship teams, like Steph Curry, (laughs) he has a more impact on the game than score. I mean, because he's a good scorer, they game plan around him. I mean, there's so much more to this game than, than scoring. And I think Donovan adds a lot more than scoring, even if it's not adding up in the stats. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and like, if you take what Kenny said and you simplify it down to like the six dimensions where you can impact basketball, which I just think is like underrepresentative anyways, but say you go with that, right. He said like what scoring, rebounding, assists, pace of play, defense and leadership, I think are the six that he said. And like, to me, it's like Donovan is a great leader for our team. I feel like he takes, I feel like he is a good like leader in the locker room. I think he's a good leader of the culture I think he's a good leader on the floor. So it's like, I feel like he checks that box, but he's, they've already conceded. He's this great scorer. And then I feel like, I do feel like he has room to improve on like the assists and the facilitating for other people. But it's like, I feel like he's getting better every year with that. And he's looking, at least his eye is turned to that. And so to me, it's like, he should get some credit for that. So, I mean, I didn't take as much issue with them saying he's like an all-star, but not a superstar yet. Cause I kind of agree with that. Um, and honestly, I do think that, that it, it will motivate Donovan, which is, I guess, good for us in the long run, hopefully. But I do I do think that they weren't giving him enough credit. And it made it seem like, I mean, Kenny basically admitted that they're like only half paying attention unless you're a team from L.A. or a team they think that can win it. Right. And so that, that was what was annoying to me. Like when in the, in the 
um, post-game interview when Chuck says to Donovan, like, so are you happy to have Boyan back? Like, he's your second best player. And I was like, if you're even paying, like, the slightest bit of attention right now, you know that Bogey is, like, our fourth or fifth best player. Like, Rudy <laughs> and Mike are both playing better than Boyan. And there's a case to be made that, like, Jordan Clarkson is playing better than Boyan. And so... Okay. I actually think it's a pretty strong case. Like I think Boyan's like fit and Royce has been playing great. Royce has been shooting the three ball super well. And he's been defending, I think pretty well. Um, like he held Brandon Ingram to in that first game, especially he like, he defended him really well. So like, I'm just kind of like, are you paying attention at all Chuck? Because Boyan is definitely not our second best player right now. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Our depth is fantastic. And I think, I think you're right. It's it's entertainment and they don't watch every game and yeah. But I just feel like it's such I feel like it's so rare to have a team like Utah lose Gordon Hayward and then have this rookie come in and and feel like you're on the brink of rebuilding mm-hmm. only to make it to the second round of the playoffs with yeah. this rookie and to have him change the whole dynamic of the team and I mean it's it's it just shocked me that he would say his only impact is scoring and yeah I I tweeted about it and I had someone respond and say well Shaq is right and it it made me so mad (laughs) I love how McCoy does her little (laughs) well I like this person and I mean sure valid it's fine, but I, I understand basketball and I understand yeah. Donovan's worth. And yeah, I feel like I'm validated by all these other people who are a lot smarter than me. Yeah. Same, same thing. So agreed. I mean, like, even like when KD and LeBron James are saying that, like, it's a step too far, like, you know, that it's like a step too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and also, didn't it warm your heart so much to see Ricky Rubio come to his defense? That warmed my heart so much. <laughs> yeah, that was so sweet. I love sweet Ricky. Oh. Sweet, sweet Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, that was kind of a... It made for a dramatic night on Thursday, which I mostly tried to stay out of. But... um but yeah, hopefully it just like they use it for fuel. I felt like all of the quotes subsequent to it were good. Like I thought about Donovan's quote about like, I'm not going to make this game about me. I'm not going to make it about some stupid comment. And then like Joe's quote on the radio the next morning was hilarious. <laughs> he was like, we don't give an S-H-I-T about what some guy says about our team. Like he doesn't have a clue. And so I just, I don't know. I think in the end it will, the only thing it will do is like, bond the our team together more I think so but I honestly like I I'm I was annoyed with the Donovan slander from Shaq but I get more annoyed with the Rudy shtick like he just needs to stop it just comes across as super petty and like it's just too much at this point like Rudy if you're like simplifying Rudy's impact to his average you know average 10 12 and 10 and you can make 200 million in the NBA like that's just stupid and you need to stop and so, and I felt bad when he like said something about that to Donovan. Donovan had to like force a fake laugh at the end of his interview. Like, it's just like, I really like Shaq off, off of the inside the NBA, really. Like, I love him like in commercials. And I think he's like a funny, charismatic dude. And I think he does a lot of good. But like, I just get so annoyed with his like basketball analysis. 
Yeah, and I think Joe hit the nail on the head where, I mean, they're they're trying to get views. They're trying to get clicks. They're saying these controversial things. Look at all the attention they've received over the past week. Right. <laughs> We're giving them exactly what they want. <laughs> it's working. It's working. So, oh, man. So, so yeah, that's kind of the state of Jazzland. They play the Knicks tomorrow. Do we hope that, like, because remember, they played the Knicks and lost about two and a half weeks ago. I guess, was the Knicks game after the Nets game or right before? It was right after the Nets. So that's the last time we lost is when we played the Knicks. That's right. I really hope the Knicks aren't, like, some portal of winning <laughs> that we entered and now we are ent- exiting and going, are going to start losing again. I would be really pissed about that. <laughs> I hope you're right. I hope you're not. Yeah, I hope that's I, not true. <laughs> yeah, I'm knocking on some wood. Don't worry. Yes. But I and really I hope, hope that they come out and just like annihilate them. Like I said, I'm trying not to put expectations on them, but that would be great if they could do that because I just feel like they probably shouldn't have. I mean, the Knicks are better than they have been, but they probably shouldn't have lost that game. And they did. And I don't want them to lose again. I don't want them to be 0 2 against the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm not here for that same but so, uh yeah what a what a great eight game win streak and it provided us with a lot of highlights a lot of drama you know we're going into this week on a high and i am ready for it are you ready for it em i i'm ready for it in the great words <laughs> of taylor swift are you ready for it <laughs> you didn't even know you were quoting her <laughs> uh, I did not. Thank you for telling me, though. So, on to our topic of the day. I thought it would be kind of fun to do a Ask Me Anything type of uh, podcast. I put out this note on Twitter just asking for questions. And so, we picked a few. We got we got a pretty good response. Yeah. And we're going to yeah, we're gonna save some of them for future episodes just because some of them go along with other topics we want to talk about. But don't mm-hmm. feel bad if we don't don't answer yours we will do it eventually so we'll try to get to it because yeah you guys had some really good fun creative questions and a lot of them I was like that could be a whole topic in and of itself so don't be surprised if your question turns into an entire episode so the first one was for Emily and it says it's from our our good friend Anne and to the max (laughs) yes I would like you to straight out tell us who your twitter crushes are well I think (laughs) you're I don't know. I like want to spill tea for you guys because it's so fun to spill. I, I mean, I just love hearing tea. So it's like, I would love to give you some, but I just like don't know. Uh... <laughs> I've had well, many in Twitter crush in my day, but. Well, our, our friend Emily, um, Jazz at Jazz Team Mom, Emily, so oh, she wanted best. to know your top three Twitter crushes and you gave her and to the max, Jazz Team Mom and D Favors. <laughs> I mean, that's true, too. I have lots of Twitter girl crushes, too. And Anne and Emily are way up there. And then, obviously, got a shout out my guy, Derek Favors. Love him. <laughs> so, oh, man. But, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to have jazz Twitter crushes. I feel like that question was also for you, McCoy. So, I know you're trying to dodge it. But you have Twitter crushes, too. And if you say one, I'll say one. But I know you won't say one, so that's a safe bet to make. 
Well, my Twitter crushes, most of my Twitter crushes know because like I actually engage with them and okay. we talk via DM, but you know, it's not like anything's going to happen. So you never know. It only has to work out one time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh man. At this point I'll be disappointed if I disappointed if I don't meet my future husband via Twitter. Because right? I just think it would be such a fun story and a fun meet cute. <laughs> I know. I always I love seeing those tweets where it says, We met on Twitter and now here we are and they're engaged and it's just yes. so, so adorable. So, <laughs> oh man, right when you put out that AMA, I was like, everyone's going to ask who our Twitter crushes are. And then Anne, literally within 60 seconds, proved me right, which I love being right. So, <laughs> right. Thank you for that, Anne. Well, I will give, I will say one if you say one. Are you being serious? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you do it, I will do it. Like I, I like own it, but okay. if, but you have to go first. <laughs> okay, so I mean he knows my friend. My friend <laughs> Sean. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> so my friend Sean, he he knows he knows, and um, I mean we chat every now and then, but he's he's my Twitter crush. But you know we're we're basically each other's hype hype people. So I'm I sure he would. It. I'm sure he wouldn't care about me <laughs> spilling the tea. <laughs> ah! That's great. I'm so glad. I'm happy you did that. I mean, I already obviously knew that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's very much out of my league. And oh, I don't know about it's that. It's just fun. Of... <laughs> it's a very light Twitter crush. It's nothing serious. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, those are sometimes some of the best ones. Just like the fun little crushes that you have here and there. And yeah. So okay. Okay, fine. I'll take my turn. <laughs> so my I have a lot of Twitter crushes. I'll just like throw that out there. But like the one I'm like most hyped about right now is this kid named Brayton. He's really nice. We've gone on a couple dates and um he's kind of more of a Twitter lurker, but hey, he tweets he likes the right jazz things <laughs> so <laughs> so we actually watched the um pelican was it the Pel- yeah the Pel- oh yeah we watched the game the pelicans game on thursday together and it was really fun so i would say he's my top twitter crush right now so <laughs> i can't Aww. believe we did this <laughs> yeah there you go people love this shit, so <laughs> i want this shit. i want this shit. <laughs> Oh man, I wore that shirt on Saturday because it felt appropriate after all the drama on Thursday night, and like all those like it t-shirts were being made, which all they're like so many of them, and they're really fun. But I was like, oh yeah, I should wear my I want this t-shirt because it's so good. <laughs> People are so resourceful. When yes, something happens, it's like a shirt like that quick. Yes, or like the crocheted Bernie that came out like the day after the inauguration. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. I'm like, people are just creative and talented, and the internet is a beautiful place where we can revel in it. <laughs> Should we move on to our next AMA question? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this question came from our friend Justin. He's at Jazz Fan Justin on Twitter. 
And he says, what do you want the men of jazz fandom to know? Or what do you wish we would quit doing? But I thought that was interesting because it's something we've talked about before. Yes, it is. Yeah. So do you want to go ahead and answer that? Yeah, I can give my answer. I also don't want people to think like, I don't, I'm going to say something. Maybe I'll just say it and then preface it. I don't know. (laughs) So I just don't want men to assume they know more than me about things in general but like also particularly with basketball and I will say that the majority of the men of jazz twitter that I interact with don't do that like they just you know they're you know we just have a conversation like normal but there are a few still like you know I don't know chauvinistic whatever men who pop up from time to time who just like assume they know more than you just because they're a dude and I'm not saying that they don't know more than me they very well could and I'm okay with that but like I just hate when they assume it (laughs) because it just like makes me mad and makes me feel like they just, I don't know, that they don't value my um, opinion or they they don't think it's like valid because I don't know enough to back it up. And I just like hate when I've, I want to say made to feel that way, which isn't fair because I probably am. It's probably my own insecurity. That's being like, uh, you know, that's coming out, but so that would be, I think, one thing that I would say. Yeah, I really like that, and it's similar to mine. Okay. So, I hate it when the men of Jazz Twitter don't agree with me. (laughs) Because I am always right. So. (laughs) I mean, you are right a fair amount of the time. (laughs) I I am, yeah. And when you tell me I'm wrong, I'm going to come back at you with some sarcastic comment, and then we're both going to go to bed angry. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. I get that, though. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I It's fine to disagree and to have good conversations. But yeah, I think, I think it's just assuming that I don't know basketball or that I am just a thirsty jazz Twitter gal because yeah. while that stuff is a lot of fun... I also do know the sport and I I can have a good jazz conversation with you, a good oh, basketball conversation with you. So the best. You're don't my count favorite me out. person to talk about jazz with. Like we talk about jazz not on this podcast all the time. And it's so fun. Like I I don't know. I totally agree with that. And I think that I think you can disagree with people, but how you do it totally is telling of like whether you're like having a like a respectful conversation as you know part that's equals in the conversation or if someone's like trying to like like you said tell you you're wrong or convince you that you don't know what you're talking about like that happens and that and I can you can sense it when it's like there's just a different vibe so I totally get what you're saying where it's like it's okay to disagree but you have to do it in the right way (laughs) yeah I want to say one more thing about your thirsty comment um (laughs) okay like that is so like we joke about that a lot on this podcast like literally another podcast said there's a lot of thirst going on over there which is so true and I'm fine with it because I think it's funny and hilarious but like on the list of reasons for why I watch jazz basketball like because the players are hot is like at least five or six down on the list (laughs) so like while we like make while we're silly about it and funny about it like that's not the main reason I'm watching jazz basketball and I'm speaking for myself maybe other jazz women would disagree with that because our there are many man, handsome players on our team, 
and in the NBA, but it's like, that's not the reason to watch. And if that's the reason to watch, like, if that's the reason you're watching something, like, just watch TV or movies. Like, the people there are, are a lot, are very handsome, too. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> Anyways. Well, <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this because, you know, I love, I love Kevin Love, right? He's great. Yes, and you do. <laughs> if I say something like, oh, Rudy looks great, or like something about another player, I'll get all these comments of people like, does Kevin know? Does Kevin? I'm like, I don't really think I'm dating Kevin Love. Like, I hope you all know that. <laughs> like, like, it's just I, a stick. A stick. That's a really fun I, stick. And you do really like him, but. Yeah, I am well aware that he has a very beautiful model <laughs> girlfriend. And I, in no way, shape, or form, believe that I will be ending up with him. So, <laughs> so if any of you think that I like that I'm living in some fantasy world where I think I'm gonna end up with Kevin Love, like it's it's not true. Like I, I, I am I am self aware enough to know that I will not be <laughs> Kevin Love. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, people who take us serious like a hundred percent seriously need to chill out. <laughs> Which I don't think and very maybe they're and maybe they're just joking too but sometimes I get it so often I'm like do you guys really think that I that I think that I am going to end up with Kevin Love I know like I was talking to a friend the other day and he was just like man Jazz female Twitter is horny right now and I'm like okay but like they're not as horny as like actual men are on Twitter who are like sliding into my DMs and saying like but like like that is like true thirst and like what we're doing is like joking and like I don't know I just like feel like it's it's totally different and so it's like I get annoyed when they're like you guys are being so horny on the timeline tonight and I like if they're saying it in jest like whatever but like when the people say it more seriously I'm like bro the threshold for horniness for women is so low compared to what it is for men be nice like leave me alone (laughs) yeah I agree well good question Justin thanks for uh (laughs) Thanks for um, helping us get into that conversation. Yeah. Sorry. Did you have anything? Because I think you asked me what we wish they would continue to do. Did you have anything you wanted to add for that? Um, I don't think so. I think I just, I don't really have a lot of complaints about the guys on Jazz Twitter. I really like you guys. Um, I think the only and... thing I wish they would do is make it clear that they're married. If they are married. <laughs> oh, yes. That's a good one. And that's what I was going to bring up about Twitter crushes. Like, the hard thing about, like, exposing your Twitter crushes is, like, if you don't have enough information to know if they're Mm -hmm. in a relationship or... Mm -hmm. Because I've definitely had Twitter crushes where later it's like, oh, you have a girlfriend or, oh, you're married. Yeah, right? (laughs) So, yeah. And then you feel a little bad. Oh, that's maybe another... Well, I mean, this is definitely people's personal preference. I would never pressure someone to do this. But, like, there were a bunch of people... There were a couple of people in our, like responses to this saying like I hope people have questions on me and like they were being totally silly but like neither of them had profile pictures and I was like it's hard for me to have crushes on people who are faceless so maybe that's another thing I would say it's like I'm not saying that everyone has to have a profile picture but like you know if if you want people if you want people to have crushes on you you kind of like gotta be like a real person (laughs) and so and you can't like especially if when they split into my DMs and they don't have a picture, if like that doesn't like happen like soon ish, it's like a red flag for me. So, 
Okay, we have one last question. And like I said, we'll get to the other ones down the road. So thank you to everyone who responded. I really appreciate it. I didn't think I would get this many questions. So on to the last one. It's from our friend in Iowa. It's at Dr. Who Dat Jazz Cat. And he's, he asks, what would be the Jazz Away game you guys would most like to travel to and why? Such a question. <laughs> um, so the only place I have, so I'm trying to go to all of them, right? Like that's my new bucket list item is go see the Jazz play at every arena. Right. Um, so, but the only one I've crossed off so far is Portland and I had a great time there. Um, but I think top of my list um I think oh I don't know I feel like Boston is up there I think it'd be fun to go to TD Garden and I've just heard I mean I've heard pros and cons about Boston fans um so I kind of just like want to experience it for myself um so I think I think I'm gonna go with that as my answer okay I had a hard time choosing um maybe you can help me decide but I wanted to pick either Miami because I want to go on a beach vacation and then go to a jazz game. My other choice was, of course, Madison Square Garden in New York City. I think that would be, I think everyone has to go to Madison Square Garden at least once in their life, right? So Yeah, why that's a really a jazz solid game? choice. It'd be fun to recreate the scenes from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> she reaches up. And she pulls it back down. It's just so powerful. <laughs> That's when they go to see Celine Dion <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> well, when um, they go I to the Knicks Yeah, they do go to a Knicks game. That's true. But don't they do both? I think she's so. Like, she's like, yeah, you're so close. You can feel the sweat. And then the next scene, it, it cuts to them going to a Celine Dion concert. <laughs> Oh, that's true. <laughs> but they do go to an X game too. So, oh man, I would go and recreate those scenes with you, McCoy. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good choice. Um, I definitely that's definitely gonna be high on my list as well to go to Madison Square Garden. But um, you might be going to a Miami game, right? I might. We I'm my friends and I planned this trip to Miami because we just like need to be warm and we picked our dates and we booked it. And then I was like, Oh, I should check the jazz schedule just to see what games I'll be missing was kind of what was in my mind. And then I pulled it up and the day we get there, the jazz are playing in Miami. (laughs) And so I don't know what Miami is doing. I don't think they have fans right now, but I think they're gearing up to it because I saw some headline about they're going to use like dogs to like, sniff out if people have COVID or something crazy like that anyways (laughs) so um yeah we're going the end of February so if they're open by then and I can make the timing work I'm for sure gonna have to try and make it to that game if I can figure out somehow to do some way to do it but I'm trying not to get my hopes up because I think it might be cutting it close with our flight and I also with COVID things going on I just don't know if I'll be able to access tickets like I'm like I normally would so but if I can make it happen, I will. But even though, even then, I will just, the fact that the Jazz will be in the same city as me and it's not Salt Lake City is so exciting. And maybe I'll go try and find their hotel and like just sit in the lobby for, and stalk them. There's nothing wrong with stalking, right? Like I can't get in no. trouble with that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I totally can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
kidding. I totally can. Yeah, you can. That's called a restraining order. <laughs> the last thing I need is a restraining order from jazz players. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> probably true. Better play. I mean, you could act all aloof and be like, "Oh, didn't see you there." By the way, <laughs> I'm from Salt Lake. I'm obsessed with you, and I have 12 jerseys, and they're in my thing. Can you sign them all, please? I love you so much. That's what would happen. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. So good. Good choices. So, yeah, I really like that question. If anyone wants to go on a jazz trip to see them play when the world is a little more normal, hit us up. All right. Well, should we move on to our social media post of the week? Uh, yeah, I think that sounds like a great plan. Awesome. So... Our social media post of the week is all about one of our favorite sweet treats, cookies. The chip cookies, to be exact. <laughs> That's right. So our, our good friend, Royce O'Neill, was uh, tweeting out his frustration that chip cookies isn't open on Sundays. <laughs> and so what happened next, Tim? A pain we all feel. So then George responded and was like, bro, I got you. I've got a stash at home. Like, what do you need? And then Royce was like, what do you have, bro? And I don't actually know what happened after that. But it just like made me laugh that, you know, George was hooking his hooking his teammate up with some chip cookies. <laughs> yeah. And then Joe sees this tweet from George and he retweets it and says, no surprise there. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Which actually, so I noticed this the other day. They, what was I doing? Oh, someone put together, I think Jake Lee put together that like um, highlight reel for George Niang um, just because he's been playing so well lately. And it had like lots of footage from last season. And like when I was watching him, I was like, oh, wow, he really did slim down. Like he looks noticeably slimmer this year, especially when the season first started. And so it kind of actually did surprise me because I was like, good. I feel like he has been pretty like strict about his diet since the off season. Um, so, <laughs> so, but anyways, I just like wanted to give him a shout out, like good for you, dude, for like slimming down, getting healthier, you know, especially when your job is, is what it is. Yeah. And George, he looks great and he's, he's playing well and it's been kind of a rough, rough go for him. I mean, he received a lot of hate online and I think that's something we all witnessed. Yeah, he was, like, getting a lot of hate earlier in the season. I mean, and he wasn't playing great earlier in the season, but a lot of people have had to make apologies the last couple weeks, specifically the last few days, because he has upped his game, and he's been playing really well. And to his credit, he has been accepting people's apologies. <laughs> so Yes, that's a good social media moment, too, is he went on, like, an unblocking spree. And was, you know, unblocking all these people who had teased him or really criticized him not too long ago. Yeah. So I have a question on that. So, like, what's your take on him blocking the people? Do you think it's, like, well, I have my theory for what it is. And I'm curious, like, what do you think his motivation is for blocking, like, the people who are saying negative things about him? Well, as a fellow sensitive human... <laughs> I think I think if I was in his position I'd probably be doing the same thing because I don't want to see that stuff yeah. and if I can find it 
before it gets too out of hand and just keep it from appearing on my timeline, I probably would do it. So, I mean, people can call them overly sensitive or bad at constructive criticism. Things that we have all heard before. Things that I have heard before. <laughs> but it's it's his it's his deal. So I I'm okay with it. I think he just does it. That that would be my motivation. I'm not really sure what his is, but yeah. I mean, I, I can't hear. Have conjecture. Yeah, I just have conjecture. I obviously don't know anything either. But I honestly think it's more just like he's just like a positive guy. Like positivity totally is a brand of his. I think, and so I just think he's just like I don't need that negativity in my life, right? Like their opinion. Like if I'm getting constructive criticism from Coach Quinn or from like my teammates, sure. But like Randos on the internet, like. It's just like, he's like, I don't need that. Like, you know, the good vibe tribe thing that Jordan has going on. I feel like George is kind of like that too. And so I think it's like less personal to the people he's blocking and more just like, if you're going to be negative, I don't want to see it. So I'm just going to block you and keep like positive. And like, do like, is that, does that come across as him only like, you know, keeping around the people who are, has favorable things to say about him? Yes. But I, I mean, but hey, if that's how you want to live your life, you get to live your life that way. Sometimes that's sometimes that's what you need. So, but yeah, to his credit, he's unblocked a lot of people, and hopefully, he can continue to play well, and we don't have to go through another round of George Niang slander. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of it got out of hand. I I couldn't believe what people would say about someone who's on their own team. Like, I know criticism is natural. And it's fine. And that's what Twitter is for sometimes. But <laughs> it, it got a little out of hand. And no, I agree. It, so. He definitely got yeah. a lot of hate. And some of it, well, he didn't deserve any hate. Constructive criticism, sure. But, like, all the, like, bro, you don't belong on an NBA team, let alone on an NBA floor. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, people smarter than you obviously think he does belong on an NBA floor. So, what do you have to say to that? <laughs> yeah. So there. I can I hope he continues to do well. It only means good things for us. So I do too. And we're just gonna ride this jazz high right into the week. We hope they play well. Just mo- moving forward, I'd be happy with a win every week, every day. So <laughs> Yeah, if I, they go undefeated the rest of the season, I'll be a happy camper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I think um, February is going to be a good slate of games. They play the Bucks, they play the Clippers, they play the Lakers. So they're going to have. I think they play the Nuggets again. They play the Heat. So they're going to have some tests. I think over the next, you know, month, and I think we can get a sense for like how real this team is. And I am looking forward to that. I think you're right, and we will be back to talk about it. And thanks for joining us. And have a great week. Yep. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.